Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, it's an interesting day. You know, anytime the Democrats, Joe Biden, uh, they get in trouble. What do they do? Hmm. Let's charge Trump with something again. Yes. Do you, do you have charges? <laughs> oh. Well, we have a title, but we haven't written the story yet. Yeah. But let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. So what do they do? They hit him with three charges yesterday and bring in some of his, you know, some of, I guess, associates. You know, I'm like, going, yeah, what? Um, they, char- they charged uh, Carlos de Oliveira, a yeah. maintenance worker who helped Trump uh, aid Walt Nauta move boxes of documents around at Mar-a-Lago. But you know why they did that? This guy, by the way, he, this is not a, this is not a millionaire uh, that they're going after. This is a a maintenance worker. Okay, they're going to try to put pressure on him. You watch. Yeah, they're going to squeeze him. They're going to try that- to. We'll we'll you can go to jail forever. We can we can get your family uh, destitute uh, because we can just dump all these legal charges on you, and you won't be able to afford it, and you'll your family will go bankrupt. You'll lose everything you have there. Uh, Carlos, or you can lie about the president. You can say some nasty things about President Trump. We'll drop everything and uh, everything will be fine. This is the type of people we're dealing with. This is this Jack Smith. This Jack Smith is a street thug, a street thug with a, a law degree. He's not a good man. A good man would never do something like this. You don't go after... How would you like to have a Justice Department that is go that is protecting the president's son with all of the all of the uh, oomph that they have? You know, they're protecting uh, Hunter Biden. They're doing everything they can to keep him out of co- out of a jail. But in the meantime, you have uh, uh, President uh, Trump being assailed with all of these bogus charges. What they're doing and what you're talking about, what I said, they're squeezing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're using a, an old term. It's a it's a legal term, but it's it's very unethical. But they do it all the time. Chicanery. Yeah. You know, and that that's where they they come in and they will promise you, look, 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 you're a nice guy. Come on, all you got to do is say this, and mm. you could walk away. And that's what they're doing to this guy because they're also painting the picture. Well, you won't see your kids ever again. The next time they see you, you're going to be a wrinkly old man, and they're going to be grown up, and your grandkids, you're going to see them, and they're going to hate you because you weren't in their life. President, the- President Trump uh, was sitting down with uh, uh, Breitbart News just mm-hmm. after those indictments came down. And uh, I got about three minutes of, of President Trump talking with Breitbart about his feelings and what he thinks – is going on. Just before right. we sat down here, the special counsel put out a superseding indictment. That would, What that means is additional charges against you on the documents case, as well as they added another defendant, the, the head of maintenance down at Mar-a-Lago. Um, what's your, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to review this. I what's just your heard response it as I'm sitting it? down. This is harassment. This is election interference. Uh, I'm protected by the Presidential Records Act uh, totally. It shouldn't even be a case. It's not a criminal case. Uh, where's Biden with all the documents? He's got 20 times, 30 times the documents I have, and he has not made it easy for them either. They're hiding boxes. They're sending boxes to Chinatown. Boxes are being sent to Chinatown, and yet China's paying them millions of dollars. You explain that one, and you don't even hear about it. All you hear about is Trump. 
No, this is a two-tier system of injustice, and that's what we have. We have a sick country. Our country is very sick right now. We have a failing nation, and it's a very, very sad thing to watch. Mm -hmm. You've called Jack Smith deranged. Yeah. Uh, again, if you're elected president, yeah. again, is he somebody you would fire? Well, I wouldn't keep him. Jack okay. Smith, why would I keep him? He is deranged. Look, uh, he's gone after other people, been overturned unanimously in the Supreme Court. He's destroyed a lot of lives. Lives have been destroyed, and he's destroyed people. He's destroyed lives. And, uh, you know, virtually illegally. He was lowest learner in the IRS case, which is one of the most egregious abuses, what happened. The government had to apologize to people. It went after Christians. No, this is a guy. He's a wild man. And I call him deranged. And he's been overturned. And uh, he went after the governor of Virginia, overturned unanimously. He went after another senator or something. Senator he was overturned. Edwards, yeah. Uh, what he's what he's done is just horrible, and the abuse of power. It's a, it is prosecutorial misconduct. Do you think that this case is the the cases that he's bringing against you are going to end up go, when we look back on them in history? Uh, we'll be looking back at them like we look back at his case against Edwards, at his case against uh, Senator Edwards is who you're talking about there, uh, or Governor McDonnell, and he's done it with people of both parties. I think they'll end up being an embarrassment to the Democrats and an embarrassment to our country. And they have lifted my poll numbers. In all fairness, they didn't want to run against me. That's why they did it. They did this so that I wouldn't get the nomination. And it actually had the reverse effect. It's lifted my numbers, but I was winning anyway by a lot. And now the polls just came out today. I'm winning by like 40 points, 45 points. And I'm also beating Biden by a lot. And DeSantis, or DeSanctimonious as I call him, is losing very badly to Biden. I'm winning by a lot to Biden. Uh, they don't want to run against me. That's why they did it. And it's had a reverse impact because the public is smart and they see this stuff. And now maybe a January 6th case. I don't know, maybe not too, because it's uh, did nothing wrong. But what they're doing is been, uh, it's not been received very well by the public because the poll numbers are through the roof. But they did this in order to get me out. And it's incredible because the public gets it, and it had the opposite impact. That's Breitbart. That was a, uh, an right interview down. he did just after the indictment came down, the three additional counts against him. Right. But, Bill, where do you think it goes? Well, you know, there's an old adage that says you throw enough crap on the wall, something's going to stick. And I think that's what the Democrats are trying to do. Uh, he is right about the poll. The polls are out. The new poll shows that people don't... Uh, think the sham, yeah, sham prosecution mm -hmm. uh, of Trump will hurt him at all. And he's right. It, he's rising in the polls. And even Democrat strategists going, boy, you know what? Uh, all of this negativity could get uh, Trump elected. Then why are you doing it, I would I would ask. But they keep throwing well, it Well, you there. know, there's a part of me that thinks, and I know this is kind of a, a stretch for a lot of people, but the deep state would love nothing more than to cause some kind of uh, unrest. I mean, real unrest in our in our country, where they could then say, "Look what the MAGA people are doing. They're they're causing upheaval, and uh, we should uh, postpone the elections, and we should possibly um, uh, put martial law in place." I mean, th this is the kind of people we're dealing with. Funny you should say that because I think optics and theatrics is a big, you know, tool that the Democrats yeah. use. Case and point. Mm -hmm. You know, you got Fannie Willis, 
that's getting ready to, you know, she's the DA down in Georgia. Oh, I saw it. County. And and, and she's getting ready to file papers. Oh, we got to put the barricades up because. I saw that. uh, You know, how many, they've done this before and nothing happened. Now, I'm not saying at some point in time, something will happen. And those kind of things that they do and they make it very blatant and obvious, well, A, it uh, it fans the fires, you know, the coals of their, their base. Going, yeah, you got to do that. You can't trust those Trumpers. And then, obviously, at some point in time, there's going to be a point to where enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you could sit there and go up to somebody and call them names and poke at them and poke at them and poke at them. Well, you're the person standing firm there and you got all these little liberals around poking and poking and poking and poking and at some point point you're just going to go ahead and pop them right in the face you know well, and that's you know, what the, other thing, the other thing i'm thinking and I, I i think this was the case on january 6th i think uh, a lot of the troublemakers a lot of the uh people who were protesting weren't really on our side there were a lot of staged players in place and i think that if you were to see something happen down in atlanta it, it would be staged. It would be staged, yeah. But I'm not saying at some point in time that it won't happen because, you know, you keep kicking. You know, look, you can you can have a, an animal that's trapped in your yard, and you can take a stick and poke and poke and poke and poke and poke. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, that animal is going to snarl its teeth, and it might, you know, leech at you and yeah. uh, jump on you and bite you. Well, you know, how long are the the MAGA people, the conservatives, going to take this poking constantly over and over again before they don't sit there and lash out and bite back? Well, I mean, do you think that they're going to try to physically put President Trump in jail? For theatrics, yeah, I think they would. I mean, you know, the the they're talking about, you know, nobody is telling Jack Smith, well, you got to lock this guy up because, boy, I'll tell you what, he is a flight risk. He is a risk, you know, and, and their main reason is if you don't lock him up, people, there's going to be unrest in the United States and terrible things are going to happen. What, like the uh, the, the the burnings and the, the riots that went on mm. with Antifa? Nothing happened there. You didn't lock them up beforehand to prevent it. So I don't, you know, there's, they're trying to incite something is what I'm trying to get out of my lips here. You, Bill, They're they, doing this to they know, have the get, presidential records act that President Trump is is uh, leaning on. He says, look at when I did everything that I did, I was president of the United States and it was within my purview to do exactly what I did. I had the right to move those documents to my my home in Mar-a-Lago. I had the rights to declassify those documents. I had the rights to say to any one of my workers, uh, move this over there and that thing over there. And I mean, he had the right as president to do all of the things he's being accused of doing wrong. And um, he's saying, listen, this, this, it's a, an open and shut case. He said, I, I shouldn't be charged with any of these things because it's so obvious to anybody who's really being honest here that I've done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But th- well, that, now what they're saying. But the key is to not being honest. the The left is not honest. They they with the Hunter Biden thing, they're mm-hmm. not being honest with the Joe Biden thing. Look at if you look at these two presidents side by side, the real criminal is the daltering, tottering the guy we have in office right now. 
the the guy named Joe Biden. This guy is the most sinister character I think we've seen in the White House uh, since Barack Obama. And I think I think Obama is probably the uh, puppeteer behind a lot of what's happening right now. Uh, you don't see him, you don't hear from him, but I think he's running a lot of things from his uh, his different mansions. Yeah, I think so too. You know, now there's a lot of negativity out on him, but uh, uh, that could be all theatrics too. You know, don't believe everything that uh, you see uh, before your eyes. It's mm. it's. Um, a lot of this is all put on. You would think that the uh, idea of impeaching Biden would be a fait accompli, mm. it, meaning it's a done deal. You know, I mean, no big well, deal. I mean, I, I, it makes so much sense. He should be impeached. Do you know in the, the real world? I think it would, but I I don't know that the Democrats have a plan for where to go to replace this well, guy that they got. The Democrats aside, the Republicans. Uh, guys like John Thune, Mitt Romney, even Rand Paul of all people, but they're hesitant to go forward with impeachment. They they want to see more evidence. More evidence. They got documents. They've got reams of evidence, and more so than they ever had on President Trump with the phone calls. Here's John Thune. John Thune was on with uh, Stuart Varney on Fox right. Business. And he's asked about impeachment. Listen. So where do you stand on launching an impeachment inquiry? Well, Stuart, look, I think that you have to just follow the facts. And obviously, um, Congress has a role. It's an oversight role. And it's important that that it performs that role. And if there are uh, irregularities, things that need to look into, they should look into it. So uh, I don't know where it all heads, but I will tell you this. I think that, you know, the Democrats used uh, weaponized impeachment uh, when they had the majority a couple of different times. And this is what happens. It it turnabout is fair play. And I, I hate to see impeachment getting weaponized and used in this fashion. I would rather that we change the direction of the country by winning elections, and that's what I'm going to be focused on. But uh, obviously, if there were, if there's wrongdoing, if there were laws that were broken, um, if there's something that reaches the threshold of the Constitution of high crimes and misdemeanors, I think you just have to follow the facts and see where they go. That's John Thune um, yesterday, I guess, on Stuart and Warney's show. But it, for the average um, person like you and I, it's not a hard question. Should we impeach Biden? Yes. Probably never uh, has there been a president more, uh, more, more uh, impeachable. More uh, there never has there been more justification to in, to impeach a president than we have mm-hmm. now. This guy, I believe, is not just a bad president, not just uh, ruining our borders, but I think he's a traitor. I think he sold influence to the Chinese. That by itself alone should be enough, not just to get him out of the presidency, but to put him in jail. And if it were 150 years ago, uh, his uh, his fate would be a little more drastic. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Right. Uh, but, you know, we have guys like Thune. We have these, these blooming pals who are spending so much of their time doing a, a sidestep. Not not standing like solid patriots, but, uh, well, we need more evidence. Come on there, John. 
you've got all the evidence you'll need. How much evidence do you need from from uh, the House? I mean, this is this is ridiculous. He didn't say he wouldn't impeach him, but he's not enthusiastically wa- walking that way. And by the way, Rand Paul was the exact same way as John Thune. That surprised me. I thought Rand well, Paul would be more of a patriot. Uh, yeah, you, I would think so too. So you got to wonder: is there a reason? that they're they're not walking back but they're walking real slow is it because now i would think that if if impeachment charges were brought on it would be a pretty quick uh, decision that mm-hmm. uh, once things were put out in front of you the the public would swing and then all of a sudden you'd have to remove this guy and there would be treason charges and he would be locked away for a long time and then where does that put the presidency what what walks into place because you got Carmala unless you find a way to latch her into this and then you know I, I don't know it just um, you know the other thing is this bill you have to remember the second impeachment on Trump he was almost out of office I think the right. election was behind him and they still impeached him they you because know because they knew he could come back and they knew look they they talk about the insurrection the insurrection was. Not an insurrection, but there was a pre-surrection, and that was the impeachment again of Trump and everything that they're doing to throw this guy under the bus and trip him up all along. So many people say that uh, the reason why we're seeing all this is because the uh, people on our side have uh, have known that the only way the country is going to wake up is when they see the evidence. And, um, I mean, if Trump had made a move to stay in office, justifiably so, in my opinion. But if he had done it right after the 2020 election, the world would have said, this guy is a revolutionary. Well, you know. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Let's, let's, let's turn this horse around a bit. Let's say that they're going to impeach, but they don't want to show their hand right now. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. But let's say, you know, the Democrats do everything for timing. Well, it's right before an election. We need to throw these charges there and get these things going. They haven't been able to make their their crap stick yet, but we've got some heavy-duty stuff on the Bidens. And let's say that they impeach sometime in the spring or early summer, right before the election. Would that be a good time to do it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, th- that's what I think their plan is. First of all, the actual case comes up in May, next May. Mm-hmm. Now, Trump had said, look, it, it's it's too close to the election. We should have any trial after the election. And, of course, uh, Jack Smith wanted the case to come up this December. So the judge said, we'll compromise. But there's no compromise. Any case that happens before the election, is not, it's a win for the, uh, for the left. It's a win for the Justice Department because— it's going to interfere in some way with President Trump, camp, his campaigning, and his election. And well, uh, go ahead. It is it is the twenty eighth. Today mm-hmm. is Friday, right? So uh, the month ends in the middle of next week. I think. What is it? Uh, we end? well, actually, the beginning of next week, maybe Monday or something like that. Well, the but month, either way, the month ends next. Um, please stand by. Yeah, next uh, Tuesday. All right, so the month ends, and then they go on. Uh, well, no, I take that on... back. It, it it ends on Monday, and the new new month starts Tuesday. Yes. 
So if we were going to impeach or throw everything forward, well, now would be the time because then they take that break in August and they come back in September. That would be a beautiful time to do it either today or if they do anything over the weekend or Monday, and then they take the recess. And then when they come back, they begin all the hearings and then they lay out the case. And of course, I think you, uh, you had mentioned this a few minutes ago about uh, Georgia with the uh, different uh, barriers they're putting up around the courthouse. Uh, it would indicate that they're about ready to charge uh, President Trump, indict him with more bogus charges. Bogus charges. They're going to charge him in Georgia for a phone call. You know, this this is yeah, this is the type you, you of nonsense. Heard the phone call. Yeah, I, I'd like us to find about 11,700 more votes. Well, if I were running for office and I lost, right. now, whether there was fraud or not, I would sit there and say, and I'm going to, because I thought about this last night, mm-hmm. I would have said the same damn thing. Of course you would. I need 11,700 votes. Yeah. Go find them. Now, is that so wrong? Let me go back to every darn election there has been where a Democrat has lost. You go back and look. Seats were flipped because Democrats went in and said, we need to find more votes. Let's scrutinize everything. So we're guilty of what they do? This DA is spending such little time prosecuting real crime in Atlanta. Its uh, its murder rate is through the roof. and That, that doesn't matter. She's spending all of her time going after President Trump. Why? Because it's political, pure and simple. She's not a real DA. She's not interested in justice. She's interested in helping the party. But see, this is where we're at right now. Partitics. Yeah, the whole whole Democratic Party and some Republicans, it's all a game. It's all power. You know, President Trump said, he said, where the deep state has never been deeper. I heard him say this last night. The deep state has never been deeper. This is a battle for the existence of the soul of our country right now. Yeah, it is. I heard a mainstream stream right leaning news source talking about everything that's going on, and they said it without blinking an eye as if it's just common, it's a fact. Well, it's part of the game, you understand. Part of the game. Let me tell you something. Life and politics is not a game. Get that through your head. You know, it is not a game. But yet, to them, it's a game. Um, You were talking about uh, how the people felt about what's going on. 55% in the new Rasmussen poll said uh, all of this will either help or won't make a difference uh, with President Trump. And 35% said it might hurt President Trump. But 55%, that's huge. That's, yeah. that's, and every time they do something to President Trump, his ratings go up. So you would, well, think, you know, you would think, by the way, that the left would see this happening and say, no, hold back on all the other charges. Hold back because every time we do something, it's like giving a shot of adrenaline to the uh, Trump people and they, the, his support grows. So, uh, but then, but think about it. They don't care. They continue throwing the uh, different charges out there. And by the way, all these charges that are being thrown out there, a, a, an honest judge, and that this is the key, an honest judge might look at all this stuff 
and before the case even starts, dismiss 99 and 4400s percent of them. You know, if you when they bring a case forward, well, you know, we uh, we don't have everything here yet, but we're making the charges on this. Amazing. Any any other person that would bring something like that, yeah, I'm suing Mr. So and so because well, I don't have the case together yet, but let's get it on the docket. You would be laughed at and booted out of the damn courthouse because you're a joke, and that's what these cases are. I guess they have to, you know, call up Adam Schiff and go, okay, we need a creative writer here. We got to write up a charge. Come on over here, Adam. You know, it's funny. Yeah. They they had Adam Schiff yesterday walking down the hallway at the uh, in the uh, Congress, and he was being interviewed. He was walking, and he said, what do you think about uh, the idea of impeaching President uh, Biden? And, and Schiff had the audacity to say, oh, they've just got to impeach somebody. And I thought, you— arrogant so-and-so you arrogant so-and-so i mean you you were on the side of, of lying you had a narrative about president trump that you actually created out of whole cloth you didn't even you weren't even embarrassed about the fact that you put together a scenario and presented it to congress that was a total sham a lie you did that and then you you vigorously supported his impeachment twice that wasn't a problem for you, Schiff. But then when there's talk of, of impeaching either uh, Merrick Garland or Christopher Wray or President Biden, oh, that's that's a bridge too far for you. That's tit for tat. Well, you know what, though, with Schiff, uh, you tell a lie enough, you actually believe your own propaganda. Mm -hmm. I think Schiff actually believes everything he says, even though he made it up. It's been proven. And they can show him right there in front of his face. It was proven. And he goes, he'll go right back to the same lie because in his heart of hearts, which I don't know that he has one, but let's just assume he does. He believes it true, even though it was, you know, it was from the windmills of his mind that churned out those stories. You know what's wrong, Bill? We have no consequences in this country. I mean, you and I look, we saw Adam Schiff two and a half years ago, and we thought, this guy is a crumb, he's a criminal, he's a liar. He should have been arrested. He should have been, at the very least, thrown out of Congress two years ago, three years ago, for all of his, his misdeeds, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing. As a matter of fact, he's running for Senate in uh, California right now. I mean, he just smiles and continues to walk down the halls, which says to me, that Congress is a rat's nest. It's a rat's nest. I don't know how the good people in Congress can can work in the place because it's filled with corrupt liars and thieves. And, yeah. and, I, and I don't know how a government, an honest uh, uh, government, can function with these kind of people in it. It's almost like, uh, and it'll never happen, you have to etch a sketch it and put honest people into uh, politics, but but it's never going to happen because it's too deep, and it's it's it ain't going nowhere. Right. Uh, so we we have a, a we're in a terrible situation as a country right now. We are in a terrible situation. We've got to uh, uh, somehow get a hold of of this. It's like being in an airplane and it's in a nosedive. And somebody's got to grab the yoke. 
Somebody's got to pull back on the yoke. Somebody's got to stop this thing or we're going to destruct. And, and, and that's how I feel about our country. We have a tottering old lying treasonous fool as president of the United States, a guy who probably got into that position by lying and stealing. And, and we have good people being assailed and assaulted and attacked viciously, guys like President Trump. Whether you like Trump or not, that's really irrelevant. The, just look at the facts at what he did. He kept us safe and out of wars. He protected our borders and kept us safe. He kept our economy flowing. He kept fuel prices low. He encouraged more business. Everything he did was about our country. And it was to the benefit of our country. Our country, during his his four years, he was he had a pandemic to deal with, too. His first two years in office, we were cooking with gas, literally and figuratively. Mm. You know, and then when we had the pandemic, we still did okay financially. Even we were we were locked down and we were running on uh, maybe half an engine, but we were still performing pretty well because we had a good leader in office. If they hadn't attacked him, by the way, with his impeachments and all these other lies, how much better would we be right now as a country? So I, I mean. You may not like his hair. You may not like his ego. You may not like the fact that he has a perpetual tan. Whatever you don't like about the guy, I happen to think the guy's one of the finest presidents we've ever had. Right. Maybe the best. And uh, I, I pray that I pray for his health and his success in 2024. I have my sincere doubts because I think that when you control the voting system, when you control the counting, you control the election no matter who wins. And I don't yeah, think and that, that's what I'm thinking, too. I mean, and, you know, we could sit there and impeach Biden. And uh, I hope we do. And I hope we bring down the crime fa family. And I bet you we bring down a lot of politicians. But somehow, some way, somewhere, another rising dark horse on the left will come up and they'll magically win because they still own the system and the deep state is still there and when one soldier dies, they've got another pawn to step up and take its place. And you know, Bill, I, I, I point to Georgia, okay? I think Georgia was a perfect example. I think that Trump won Georgia. But he, he was fighting against um, a deep state governor who has a Republican, has the, an R behind his name. But the fact of the matter is, he really wasn't on our side. He didn't want to uh, see Trump win. And he had, they had a, uh, a whole system in place to make sure that didn't happen in Georgia. And, you know, every day that passed after the election, every day that went by, they strengthened their lie. They, and it's, that's the way it's happened on the federal level, too. Every day that's, that's passed since 2020, they have strengthened it and they've made the lie a stronger, quote, truth. Meaning, right. meaning now it's two and a half years later, and oh my God, there was no thievery in 2020. My God, I mean, get get beyond that. Think about 2024. Don't don't live in the past. I heard Laura Ingram, Laura mm. Ingram on our show this week. She made some comment about to President Trump about, well, you know, you have a lot of people. Uh, they're supporting you. Uh, I support you, but stop living in the past. Don't talk about 2020. Well, I would submit that if you don't if you don't rectify 2020, 
there will be no 2024 victory if you don't I agree. if you if you stop talking about it you may think that president trump is a one note samba but the fact of the matter is he's doing this for a reason you cannot forget that it was stolen you cannot forget that the system in place is corrupt and has to be fixed you can't forget this if you start saying oh i'm not going to think about 2020 anymore what what are you doing you you're you're actually helping the left win again you've got to keep it out front and that's what he's doing you know president trump is a smart man whether you like his attitude or personality he's a smart guy and he, he everything he's doing has been has been done with thought and you know he he likes when he answers questions you may hear him repeat things several times you know he may say uh uh, it's a bad thing. It's a really bad thing. He's doing that for emphasis because he no, knows. I was going to say that's that's a public speaking. That is exactly right. You repeat the points that you want the the public to remember over and over again. If you say it one time, it may go over their head. So you repeat it again, and you repeat it again. So the person who's paying attention may say, "Well, you just said that," but he's not doing it for the person who's paying attention. He's doing it for the casual listener. Yeah, and and you'll want the person that's writing the uh, the critique, the 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 story about him going, oh yeah, he's repeating himself. He's an idiot. They know exactly what he's doing, but because the average Joe doesn't know, hasn't been to school, hasn't been to college, hasn't taken public speaking or anything like that, they don't know that and go, yeah, yeah, he did repeat himself. Well, that's a case in point. Yeah, yeah, he did repeat himself. You remember exactly what he said and the fact that he repeated himself, which was the point of repeating yourself <laughs> in an intelligent manner. I think you just repeated Third. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's true. Um, so I think that we're, uh, we're in uncharted waters right now. I don't know exactly how this is going to come to a conclusion. I do think that... The system has to be fixed before 2024. I don't see anybody doing anything to do that. Um, they're kind of ignoring it. I think they're working really hard to put Trump in jail because they figure if he can get him off the playing field, maybe they'll get some success that way. But, you know, that's that's third world. That is really – that's uh, Venezuela 2.0, mm. you know. I mean, all it's of like a Mandela, sudden, Mandela, you know, all of a sudden, yeah, just yeah, lock him up. Let's take the people who can beat us and put them in jail. You know, this is what they want to do. This well, guy, this guy, Jack Smith, he's no patriot. He, you know, everybody down in D.C. wears the same title. You may have a good special counsel for something and uh, he, someone who deserves to be saluted. Then you may have a creep, somebody who is corrupt, somebody who will do the the bidding of uh, of anybody. I mean, right now what's happening, I think, in D.C. is is Merrick Garland is pulling Jack Smith into his office and saying, yeah. okay, we got we to gotta squelch this uh, Hunter Biden story. And people are talking about impeachment of President Biden. We got to stop them from talking about President Biden. So we need some more, uh, we need put some more counts on, uh, on the charges. And uh, let's Let's uh, get people talking about it. Maybe we can indict them on Friday. Don't be surprised, by the way, if they don't indict President Trump today again. Well, it's either going to be today or Monday uh, because they want it to fester for a while. And then the news cycle will sit there and for 30 days just pontificate on it. Yeah. And 
A lot of these guys, even though they're on recess, oh, they'll be available for a liberal camera. Yeah. You know, these these um, news people are not impartial. They are no. not uh, on the all. side of the people. They are on the side of the deep state, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there was a time, we've talked about this before, when I, having worked in broadcasting for a long time, there was a time when the news people I work with took pride in the fact that no matter what they believed in personally, when they did a news story, you couldn't tell what their belief was. They tried to be totally impartial and totally down the middle and present the facts and just the facts. No opinion. And they're not doing that anymore. I think we played a cut yesterday. The lady on CNN who was uh, talking about Hunter Biden, the the first report was, a little confused and depressed because all of a sudden the deal seemed to be falling through. Then the second report where, where she thought they may have a deal and it may be back on the table, right? She sounded mm-hmm. a bit enthusiastic. And then, of course, when you hear her later reading what really happened, it's a little more down. And those are the things that you hear from the media right now. You, you're not supposed to right. hear that. You're not supposed to hear their feelings, how they feel about a story. You're supposed to see them standing up in front of whatever they're standing up in front of and giving you the facts, and that's it. But anyway, we could go on. And I want to play something, Bill, if I can, before we run out of time. Uh, Mike, right. D- Mike Davis was on with uh, Steve Bannon. Mike oh, da- yeah. Good piece. Yeah, Mike Davis is a smart guy. He um, is an attorney. He is uh, the... I guess founder of Article Three Project. He knows mm-hmm. he knows politics. He knows government. He knows what's happening. And uh, he was talking about the Hunter Biden case and where everything seems to be going. It's in two segments. I'm going to play the first segment. We'll talk for a bit and play the second segment. You're saying that this blew up because the judge asked a couple of pointed questions, and essentially what the Merrick Garland and the Justice Department done for Biden is gotten Hunter off of everything. He, he could never be questioned again. It all go away. Is that the deal, do you think, that they actually did make? 100%. And they maybe didn't make it explicitly as uh, to, to put it down on paper, but the deal was it was a wink, wink, nod, nod. You were going to plead guilty, Hunter, to these two bogus, not filing wow. your taxes, misdemeanors. Wow. This this gun wow. charge is going to go away. This gun felony is going to go away on a deferred judgment, and we're not going to prosecute Hunter for anything else after he agrees to this. And this judge uh, picked at that a little bit today and blew up the whole damn thing. And you're saying Weiss and that thing, it would just go away. Hunter would walk out today and never again would be questioned and he'd be totally, completely off the hook and Weiss and all this other stuff would just go away. That's the deal. It's even worse than that, Steve. Not only were they not going to prosecute Hunter for any other crimes, they were going to pretend, the Biden Justice Department was going to pretend like there was an ongoing investigation. So the Congress couldn't call in David Weiss. They couldn't call in Merrick Garland. They couldn't call in Hunter Biden because all they have to say is, is there's wow. an ongoing investigation. We can't talk to you, Congress. It is so much worse than people understand. Okay, uh, okay so then, Mike Davis, tomorrow morning, what should judiciary and the others in the House should be, who should they call in to get to the bottom of exactly what happened? What, what would be Mike Davis's recommendation of what action we need to take? 
they need to call in Bill Barr. They need to call in Merrick Garland. They need to call in David Weiss. They need to call in the Pennsylvania U.S. attorney who found these allegations credible. They need to call in the IRS whistleblowers, and they need to call in uh, the FBI agents who corroborated these claims. Put all of them at the same table in front of the cameras and the lights. Uh, put them under oath and make them answer the questions under oath of who did what, where, and when, because someone is lying here, and they need to smoke them out. Then Congress must immediately call for an independent special counsel. Garland must ap uh, appoint a truly independent special counsel to handle all these criminal, criminal matters related to Hunter Biden, and then the House needs to move forward with impeachment against Joe Biden and Merrick Garland. Are you saying that because you're saying Merrick Garland, the White House counsel, or there was some interconnectivity that the Biden White House had to know about this? No, it's, be, it's, it's obvious that Biden is corrupted by $10 million, a $10 million foreign bribe from Burisma, along with tens of millions of dollars more in, in foreign bribes from China and Romania and who the hell else knows where else. This president is compromised. The Biden Justice Department is trying to sweep this under the rug. They know that Hunter Biden was the bagman for Joe Biden and Jim Biden, every other sleazeball Biden, except for the four-year-old your old granddaughter who didn't get any money every other biden got this corrupt foreign money 30 yeah. 40 million dollars wow you know apparently the deal mm -hmm. the deal would have been if uh we agree to this deal and you rubber stamp it judge uh any other charges related to things that happened before this time Gone. It, it'll be covered too so yeah. it would have essentially put a cloak of protection around hunter biden in perpetuity you know. Yeah, well, it would have not only helped him, but it would have helped Joe too. But you know, Hunter is is uh, to say the least PO'd about it. Is very publicly PO'd that he lost his uh, sweetheart deal. And well, for obvious reasons, you reason. see the headlines today in the uh, in the different news sites. Uh, uh, Hunter's lawyers furious over yeah. over judge ruling. Furious, like first of all. Uh, if you guys were smart, you would have presented it differently. You would have gone in there, uh, if you had a, a deal put together, you would have gone in there with a unified front. I mean, yesterday the judge asked one side, uh, uh, are you still investigating? And they said yes. He asked. They asked the other side, does this mean that everything is, is done? Are we done? And the, and the other side said yes. You can't have it both ways. You can't have an investigation continuing against a guy, you know, unless you can bring charges against him. And then the mm -hmm. other side say uh, this deal covers everything that we're talking about and may may come down the road. It's it's just the judge did the right thing because the judge said, you know, I'm confused. She used the word confused. I'm confused. And if she's confused about the well, deal, I, you know. What I'm worried about is them doing some behind-the-scenes stuff, and you can't tell me they haven't talked to that judge, threatened her or anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, that uh, the judge comes back and recants it going, well, I— I understand now, and uh, I, yeah. I, I was, you know, I, I, well, I, I was you know, misguided. The first thing the media did, absolutely first thing the media did, was they came out and said the judge, a Trump nominee, a Trump appointee, mm -hmm. a Trump appointee, they kept saying that over and over again. I want you to listen to the second part of Mike Davis's uh, conversation with Steve Bannon. All right. Listen very closely. This this judge is no uh, Trump appointee, uh, is she, sir? This pig, 
uh, by the, the the Delaware U.S. senators, the two Democrat U.S. senators in Delaware got to pick her. She's a Democrat. She was a patent attorney. I, I was on the Senate Judiciary Committee when her nomination went through. She was a compromised pick, uh, and she donated to Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, definitely not a Trump supporter, definitely not a, a fire breather. I mean, she's donated to John McCain as well. She has Republican contributions as well, but she's definitely a Democrat. So that shows you how egregious this was, right? She couldn't she couldn't even tolerate this being a Democrat appointee. Well, I mean, think about this, Steve. We had the Biden Justice Department and Hunter Biden going in with this completely bogus sweetheart plea deal. And it was so bad, it fell apart uh, under just a couple questions by this Democrat judge. And it was so bad that she couldn't even stomach it. So that tells you how bad this plea deal was. And I just want to make sure that I, because people look to you, people know in town now, people um, really uh, look to Mike Davis because of his background, his history, uh, and also his hits on War Room. That uh, for his judgment, you're, you're you're saying you're saying tomorrow that this ought to be very serious for judiciary in the House and in the Senate, even the Democrats, to get to the bottom, but particularly the House, to get to the bottom of exactly what happened here. There's no question. They need to have. They need to. They need to subpoena those people we talked about. They need to subpoena Bill Barr, Merrick Garland, this David Weiss, the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, the U.S. Attorney in Pennsylvania, the IRS whistleblowers, and the FBI agents who corroborated this evidence against Joe Biden. There is smoking gun evidence that the President of the United States is compromised by ten a ten million dollar foreign bribe from Burisma, and there's smoking gun evidence that the the president and his extended family are compromised by uh, tens of millions more from China and Ro- Romania and probably elsewhere. There's 30, 40 million dollars that House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer has been able to identify. They need to get they need to get those people in front of Congress immediately and ask them when they learn this information about this 10 million dollar foreign bribe from Burisma, where uh, then Vice President Joe Biden threatened to cut off a billion dollars in U.S. Aid if the Ukrainian president didn't fire the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating Burisma and the Bidens, that got sent to the U.S. attorney in Pennsylvania by Bill Barr. It was deemed credible, and then it got sent to a black hole by in Delaware with the U.S. attorney there, David Weiss. Why didn't Bill Barr follow up? Why didn't Merrick Garland appoint a special counsel? What the hell happened here? And why is this being resolved with this sweetheart deal with Hunter Biden that blew up? Uh, under the you know one question by a Democrat judge yeah. in Delaware, is President Trump going to get indicted by Jack Smith tomorrow, Mike Davis? I, I, I would I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, but I guarantee you that Jack Smith is going to indict President Trump for the non-crime of objecting to the presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. Uh, twisting arms politically is allowed by the First Amendment. This is part of lawfare that we've been discussing you and I on this show, Steve, since August. August. It started with Alvin Bragg's bogus indictment of uh, of Trump, the first indictment of a former president ever for the non-crime.
crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim than Jack Smith indicted Trump for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records and the office of former president, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. And now we have Fannie Willis, that Democrat, Fulton County DA and Jack Smith now going after Trump for, again, the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election. It's only it's it's only illegal to object to elections in third world Marxist hellholes. If it's illegal to object in America, Democrats would be in prison for objecting to Republican presidential wins in 1969, uh, 2001, 2005, and 2017. This is lawfare against Trump that we've been talking about for a year because they fear they can't beat Trump in November 2024. Mike Davis with Steve Bannon yesterday, yeah. or actually the day before yesterday on War Room, on uh, Steve Bannon's podcast, um, it's interesting. You you said that uh, the indictment that's coming up was going to be an indictment against Trump for objecting to uh, to the twenty twenty election results, and 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 it's so true. He just said it too. Mike Davis yeah, agreed with exactly you. what yep. I said there, <laughs> yeah. and that's you yeah. know they've they've objected to if they didn't win a seat that they needed. Challenge it. They yeah. always did. Oh, they always do. Yes. So this is not news. So if you're a Democrat, wake your stupid head up and smell the stinky roses that are there. They're not roses. Uh, I'm. I'm. But let's go back to the judge that uh, one question did everything in. Uh, is there a possibility? Because the only thing that stands between the uh, the Bidens getting uh, you know uh, indicted and uh, Going away as a treasonous because mm-hmm. Joe is obviously he's uh, he's committed treason. There's no right. doubt about it. But that judge is what stands between. So uh, it's not a prediction, but you might want to call it that. What would happen if all of a sudden they came up with some kind of silly charge against the judge to where the judge would have to recuse herself? You know, well, that's a possibility. That's or not, that's a possibility. Yep. Or. Uh, you know, something bad happens, like, uh, I don't know, blue ice falls out of a plane flying <laughs> yeah. overhead and hits her. Um, you know, I'm just saying, there seems to be a history of things like that. Uh, if I were that judge, I would have a, uh, I'd have watchers and, uh, you know, definitely a security guard around me because you're messing with the devil. Have you, have you thought of all the strange things that happen in D.C. and they expect you to just believe them? I mean... I, I point to what happened in Martha's Vineyard, even though it happened in Martha's Vineyard, it happened to Obama and his yeah. chef. I mean, his chef goes out on a paddleboard, and he can't swim, by the way. He goes out alone in a paddleboard, and all of a sudden, he, I guess, falls off the paddleboard. Now, it's on a it's on a pond. A pond isn't terribly rough, right. okay? And he falls overboard. Now, this is a guy who in 2019 took swimming lessons, so you would think that at the very least he would know how to grab hold of the paddleboard and float back to shore. But one of the witnesses said they saw him struggling to stay afloat, and it it looked like he was pulled under. But nobody's going to—and by the way, it also took them forever to find the body. Forever to—now, she said, I I pointed to the location— they should have been able to just go right down and get the body. But they were forever looking for the body. And uh, I don't know. These are things that we're just 
expected to accept on face value because they're happening to uh, a former president. You know, I mean, I, I point to uh, Bill and Hillary. There's mm-hmm. a there's a whole list of people who have had strange endings to their life who've been associated with Bill and Hillary, not just Vince Foster, but uh, state police officers who were on their protection detail down in Arkansas. I mean, there was a term, they called it Arkansas. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, uh, if somebody had died who was close to the Clintons, they were Arkansas-ed. Uh, and th- we are just expected to look away. Okay, we're not going to investigate it because it's Hillary Nothing Clinton. Here. Yeah, or it's Barack Obama. Uh, you say, could something happen to this judge? No, nothing should happen to this judge, but could it? In absolutely. this world, yeah, something could happen. Yeah, say a prayer for her. Say a prayer yeah. for that lady because she's in a, a tough situation. She looks like a, a smart young lady, and she, she wasn't about to be railroaded into a bad deal. No matter what policy or, or what political party she has voted for in the past, you know that's the other thing. It'd be nice if people started to think about being American first and party second. We've got to a, a we've got to a point in our society where it's party first and American second. You know, shouldn't we be thinking as Americans first? I mean, but we don't well, do that. Well, you would think, yeah, but you know, the the left will have you to believe that that's what they are doing. Well, they're not. It's well, let's all say, part let, of ticks. Let's say this um, this possibility of uh, aliens from outer space. Oh, let's 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 say they were going to do something to uh, the world, right? They wouldn't be doing something to just the United States. They wouldn't be doing something to just uh, one party in the United States. They'd be doing it to the world. So at that point, I think you'd find the whole world joining hands to fend off alien invaders. You know, all of a sudden would be united as as a, a community. It would be humankind. And did Adam script write or Adam Shift write this story? I don't know. No, the that's, world against no, the this, aliens. This is too good a script for Adam Shift. Are you kidding? This yeah, this yeah, actually yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah. But anyway, we are. Well, I was going to say I, a couple of quick stories. Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. Apparently, he's on the uh, speaker tour now. You know, you knew that he wanted to do that. He's got a big high flutin agency touting him, where he's going to talk about, uh, you know, female empowerment. That's what he says oh, he's talking about. You know how much he's getting for these or they're asking for? How much? $40,000. Now, let me tell you, a public speaker goes up and, uh, you know, whether you're keynote or you're just one of the warm-up people, yeah, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, that's it. Tops, you're done. It's a pretty good day. You know, now... Recently, now he hasn't gotten 40000 yet, but he's been getting about 26.5 uh, recently in a town, a little town, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh. You went to that one, right, Blue, blue collar, all American, uh, but Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He goes to Pittsburgh, and what happens? Yeah. Well, I was just saying, yeah, he got 26000 but here's the thing. Is he genuine? If you go to the website where they're they're housing him uh, or representing him, his tags, you know how they do the hashtags, comedian. That tells me everything about him right there. <laughs> He's all fake. Yeah. You know, female empowerment, uh, diversity and equity and inclusion, which I don't think he knows a damn thing about. He is a 
He's a huckster. He's a comedian, and that's all there is to it. And he wants $40,000 to take up uh, 30 minutes of your time at local campuses. That's what he wants. So, Hey, the good news this that. week was that story that we read a couple of days ago about uh, about uh, w- ladies swimming, that apparently they're going to ha- set up a new category in world swimming where it'll be the men swimming against men, women swimming against women, and then other. It'll be like uh, the transgenders will be swimming against each other. Well, it's about time. And what happened to uh, the ladies who lost uh, in the last year or so, year and a half, who should have had their history? Yeah, you know what we do with history? We forget about them. That's we take them out of the books. Mm. That's what we do. Uh, speaking of sports, so the uh, the women's team, the U.S. women's team, going to the World Cup. You know they don't want to sing the national anthem. I saw that, Spangle. but some did. You know, some did, Bill. They were some did, but yeah. some didn't. But they they're sitting there going, um, "It's it's my choice." Well, then you know what? It's my choice to support another team. If that team can't be in solidarity solidarity supporting the U.S., I'm sorry for the other players. But why can other people be proud of their countries? And they're not so great, and but our people. Well, it's my freedom. Well, you know, and they, they get they get uh, a free plane ride to wherever the event's taking place. They get put up in the nice the nicest rooms in the nicest hotels. They get fed well. They get chauffeured around. They get everything first class because they represent the United States of America. Yet they Which isn't haven't so got, great anymore, thanks to Joe Biden. But they haven't got the decency to at least sing the national anthem. Now, I I did watch the ladies out there. There were some ladies who had their hands on their chest. There were some ladies who were singing but along. Not all of them. Not all of them, right? But the, yeah. you know, they had a tendency. They have a tendency. You know, media is media on both sides, and and our side, uh, it was it was a a banner that encompassed the whole team. Uh, women's soccer team doesn't sing national anthem. But if you looked at the video, that wasn't the case. There were some women on the soccer team who didn't uh, sing. Well, you get, a, you get a lot of freedoms here, but if you're representing the United States, you should represent. If you don't represent it and don't believe in it, you, in my opinion, my opinion, mm-hmm. shouldn't be on that team. I don't care how great of a player you are. You don't deserve to be on the team because you do not represent the values of the country. Anything else you want to throw in? uh, Well, let's do one extraterrestrial thing. I think Carrie Lake had the line of the week on Joe Biden. (laughs) I hear this. I hope the extraterrestrials never meet this (laughs) diaper-wearing, child-sniffing lunatic. (laughs) I think that sums it all up. (laughs) Actually, Bill, I saw a cartoon similar to that. I saw a cartoon similar to that. It showed... Uh, somebody, an astronaut, holding up a sign that says, we'll take you to our leader if you promise to take him with you. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought Please, was pretty good. Please, take him out yeah. of here, yeah. Anyway, we should yeah. remind you that uh, if you are thinking about advertising and you're considering podcasting as a as a, uh, a venue to place your advertising, you might want to talk to us. We have a, a, our reach is growing on a daily basis. We are heard in countries around the world on a daily basis. Germany, uh, Thailand, Japan, uh, Russia, uh, France. I mean, it goes on and on. If I were to read you the entire list, that would take up a segment of the show by itself. Uh, You can can advertise with us. We're cost-effective. We haven't chosen any advertisers yet. We have 
had some nibbles, but uh, the fact of the matter is we don't want to just put anybody on. You know, uh, that's important because if there's no match, it's it's not going to be uh, – it, it won't work for the advertiser and for our show, if you know what I mean. That's true. Kind of like dating, you know, you got to find the right partner to dance with. Isn't that true? That's true. If you want to uh, call us, our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And then there's mail at itsanotherday.com. That's mail at itsanotherday.com. That's right. And uh, you can ask for Jim or Bill or both of us or... Ask for whoever you want to ask for. <laughs> We're not fussy, but uh, we'll get back to you, and we'll talk to you about uh, the possibility of advertising on the program. I think we've done it, my friend. I think we're out of time. Yep. <clears throat> that being said, it's time for uh, Mr. One Bill Knight to end with his traditional soft and quiet ending. Yes. Uh, well, what's the line again? Oh, yeah. Hasta la vista, baby! We're gone. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Dot com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>